1: I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to episode 182, video episode number 8 of 4T, the Thursday Throwback Track. Every week I take a release from my collection, I discuss it, I give you my take on it, I throw in some other things about it, uh, about the culture of the time, and um, talk about how it's influenced my music. This week is the unheralded classic album, Buckner and Garcia's Pac-Man Fever. Uh, Released in 1982, it was uh, an album full of songs that were tributes to the most popular video games of the time. Uh, This, again, was 1982, and even though video games had existed, I found out, the first one was developed in the 1950s, um, but publicly, I guess, uh, in the the mid-1970s, early 1970s, Pong, uh and the Atari 2600 in 1977 which was my first love uh really the craze itself didn't really kick off i think until pac-man um one of the things i wrote down in the in the text here is that uh, the title as goofy as the title and the entire album is is actually accurate uh you kind of had to live it to know uh what it was like um but if you think about things like Fortnite or Minecraft or going back like Grand Theft Auto or, you know, Doom and Quake and all of those things and, uh, and uh, Call of Duty even, you know, there's still the shooter games uh, back even further to things like, um, the you know, Nintendo 64, the Super NES, Super Mario Brothers in general, uh, so many other games, but in particular, some of the big ones that created crazes that were so big that they became part of the culture even beyond video games. Uh, and some have lasted through the test of time, such as Super Mario Brothers and, uh, and that entire world. Uh, really, it all started, the cr- first real craze that took hold of all oh, the entire culture was Pac-Man. Um, there were other video games back then in arcades that were, uh, to, to our minds, uh, pe- you know, I like my people like my brother and me and my friends who would hang out at arcades all the time, equally good if not better than Pac-Man, um, I mean, I actually like miss Pac-Man better than Pac-Man, that's later, uh, but things like Donkey Kong, which came out soon after, uh, uh, Asteroids, Defender, Frogger, uh, um, uh, Centipede, things like that, The earliest ones from the very early 80s, uh, many of which show up on this album, Pac-Man Fever, uh, but really Pac-Man was, you know, the, it, it was a fever in the, in the culture as a whole. It was a huge craze. Um, I had already been into video games by then. Like I said, I, the 2600, uh, was my first love and I played it every single day, uh, Anytime my parents and my brother and I would go out somewhere and they wanted some alone time, like I say at a mall or a casino or something, uh, they would drop uh, Dave, uh, my brother and I off at uh, an arcade, give us some quarters, and we'd spend all of that money, just like the song says, playing video games. And it was one of uh, my favorite things to do. Video games are still a part of my life. I pretty much just play on my phone now. Um, sometimes on the computer, sometimes the Nintendo Switch with my kids. Um, but once they took hold of me, you know, way, way, way back, uh, they really never let go. And so when this album came out, it, it uh, you know, was immediately known as something goofy, a novelty album, novelty song, uh, cashing in on a trend and the whole thing. But it did it well. And, you know, I hadn't listened to these songs really in a very, very long time. I didn't realize that, uh, first of all, Buckner and Garcia were veterans. They had been around for like a decade doing their thing uh, before they made the decision to do this stuff. And that uh, Jerry Buckner in particular was a professional songwriter who wrote for a lot of uh, famous artists back then. So, you know, they put their all into the writing and recording of this. They clearly did their research because the lyrics actually describe the gameplay in pretty much all the songs. And yes, I know that I'm talking about uh, video game songs seriously, but that's one of the fun things that I like to do. Uh, But, you know, the point is... um, it wasn't just that this was cashing in on, on a trend because other artists, you know, tried to do that and didn't quite do it as successfully. Pac-Man Fever was a top 10 It sold millions and millions of copies uh, and, you know, did uh, help kind of feed into and spawn a craze, you know. Um, the that, that fact that this album has you know such quality was kind of lost on me at the time because I just figured it was a bunch of cheesy songs. And yes, actually, they're a bunch of cheesy songs. Uh, but one of the things that I discovered in re-listening to it was that it seems like each song was meant to mimic an artist of the time. Uh, I read a review that said that Ode to a Centipede, which, oh my goodness, if you ever had to listen to a heartfelt song about a poor lost soul doing the same thing over and over which in this case is the centipede from the video game uh, this would be the song to listen to, and the reviewer said that it sounds a lot like uh, an Alan Parsons Project song, and that's a perfect example of what I'm uh, of the impression I got when re-listening to this was that these songs were mimicking other bands or at least pop styles of the time, which is a cool thing to do. You know, they didn't have to do that, so they, you know, they put a lot of work into it. You know, um, so uh, as far as how this has influenced me well i don't really do novelty songs uh every now and then i'll do a song that kind of has a tribute feel back in the 90s in my legendary band ape cafe uh with pete bradis and the gang uh we did a kick-ass cover of pac-man fever uh that we sadly never recorded i wish we had but when Pete picked that song to do i was just in heaven because uh, you know in the mid 90s that's not exactly the song or kind of music that you would admit to listening to or loving but we were both around the same age or are and knew then that uh people would get it and it was just fun honestly um so that was a kind of a touchstone as far as this album goes but every now and then I'll record a song that has that kind of tributey feel, feel at least if not a novelty a uh, couple of songs that I wrote uh, or, and recorded and produced for uh, some uh, film projects for my ex-film company uh, This End Up and Lock Load, Love theme songs were both tributes to different styles different bands things like that if you look up This End Up Nick DiMatteo uh, Lock Load, Love Nick DiMatteo theme song maybe add that in On YouTube, you'll find both of those songs and you'll kind of get the idea of what I mean by tribute, I think, especially considering that lyrically they're meant to be kind of not serious, goofy, you know, and all that stuff. So uh, that's about as close as I've come really to novelty tribute. As far as a song that I consider exclusively mine or Rex, my band Rex, you know, actual genre, like that type of music, the closest really is probably a song from um, wreck my album, uh, The Sunshine Seminar, um, called KPS, which stands for Korean Pop Song. It is a tribute uh, to K-pop music, which if you don't know what it is, look it up. It's been a craze for uh, quite a while now, actually. And is uh, not just going strong, it's probably bigger than ever, Um, if you think of a band like BTS you will understand what I mean by that and that song not only is a tribute to that style of music it also has slightly you know goofy lyrics and it has kind of video gamey electronic sounds that go along so that's probably the closest I've come to stuff like this Um, I'm still getting a kick out of listening to this Uh, the link to Korean pop song is below as is uh, a different version of what I'm saying right now text wise Um, and the link to Buckner and Garcia's Pac-Man Fever all the information on that I urge you as always to read below to click the links to listen, to share to Anna, and to talk because as always my, my main objective uh, with sharing this music um, objectives are conversation and connection uh, I even have some uh, talking points to start the conversation at the bottom there, one being, can you name the other video games that this album name checks? So look look, look up the information, see if you can uh, tell which one is Summer Easy, like Frogger or Berserk. Uh, can you identify the bands that each song was trying to mimic? Such as Ode to a Centipede's Alan Parsons Project. Uh, what are your favorite video games? Do you like video games at all? Do you have any history with video games or a present with video games? Do you hate video games? Do you like novelty songs? Do you hate them? Uh, this, these were certainly not the first novelty songs in history, or the last. Are there any others that uh, you know struck your fancy uh, when you when you heard them? Uh, do you have a secret love for any of this music? Uh, Those are all things to talk about. Uh, So uh, please, as always, comment, uh, hit me up any way you can, click all the links, go to my website, nickdamatio.com, listen to all the music, look up the Sunshine Seminar on Spotify or iTunes and all that good stuff. And uh, until next week, thank you and uh, happy 2020.